It's episode 47 of the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Thanks for pressing play. It's our weekly TV comic book review show, so you know what that means, listener. Yep, it's live on Blab, and we have the internet's newest rising star, Mr. Rugberto Bambino, otherwise known as Rugboy. Wowie zowie! We're talking the season finale of Fear the Walking Dead, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., the season premieres of Flash and Arrow. And we kind of talk about Gotham in the post-show, but we're breaking up with Gotham. Lame. As always, the show is 100% Rugboy approved. It's the Jockey Nerd Podcast with your hosts, Anthony and Imran. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. This is the Jockey Nerd Podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. This, thanks for joining episode 47 of the Jock and Nerd Podcast live on Blab. We're talking about this week's nerd shows. And as always, when you're on the Blab, you have to have uh, a current rising internet star. He's going to be a household name very soon, people. The Who's one, that? the only, Rock Boy! That's you, Rugs. You like that intro? Uh, I like that. That's very. Uh, it's. A, I feel like I accomplished something with my life. I think you did. Thanks for uh, hopping on here on the Blab with us. We know Rugboy Blab loves Rugboy. Rugboy loves the Blab. And uh, this is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be talking about this week's comic book guests, but. Uh, before comic book guests, I mean, comic book shows, shows. we might have some guests now between this and our last blab, uh, listener, uh, it's been quite a week, (laughs) a little bit. Yeah. It's been a little crazy, Anthony, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, well, rug boy, got this all kind of going for Hey, Rugsy, you, uh, Hey, before we continue, here's a great thing about blab. Everybody click that little tell a little bird button. How about that? Do us a solid. You see that button? It says tell a little bird. We're all going to click it. This will put it out there, and maybe uh, some more people will draw over rugs. You just did it. You thank you very much, uh, rugs. You made a new online friend, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, we talked about this a little bit last time, and we had uh, uh, Elisa on our show for uh, a blab, blab uh, only show. Yeah, blab yeah. only. Show. We talked so about this on the blab, the podcast, but not in the yeah. podcast. So. Yeah, How about if you're looking you? for it on the podcast, just go on the blab. Rugs, go tell us the story again. How did this start, real quick? Um, basically, what happened was I uh, was looking around at internet podcast, video podcast, recast, all the fucking shit, and I saw that uh, Elisa Jordana, uh, who was associated with the Howard Stern show through Benji Bronk, had like a bunch of like stuffed animals on her, like uh, her, you know, like these four fucking video like pictures that are up. And I'm like, hey, I'm a puppet, and I should probably get on this show. So I uh, tweeted her a message, and she's like, come the fuck on. That's so awesome. What's the I show called? A, it's called Kermit and Friends, yes. and it's on Spreecast every day at 7. So uh, I did 7 a show. 7 p.m. Eastern. Eastern time, yes. Oh, Eastern time. Yeah, I got to fucking remember that shit. I forgot yeah, that. This is a global me- medium. This is you're talking to the world, bro. I'm in the tri-state area. Nothing else exists to me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, I did the show and uh, it went over pretty good. Like, you know, I was able I I didn't get on long, but I think whatever I did, like, you know, made a lasting impression because they're like, come back on. And uh, then we we asked her, hey, why don't you come on our show? And then she did. 
and she got to know Enron and and, and Tony over there, and uh, now basically we've been just popping on there. And then yesterday, all three of us were on an intense, weird Kermit and Friends at separate times. Uh, listener, I will post a link. There's a link right in the chat there. We'll post the link to this, and I'll embed the Blab-only show with uh, Miss Elisa Giordana. It was awesome. We got to meet Benji. They are really cool people. I'll embed that in the show notes, jockandnerd.com slash 47, and you can also go Go to jockandnerd.com slash blab to check out all our blabs. We have extra content that's not in the podcast. And the pearl necklace to all this thing. Oh, the boy. The finish yeah. was after we did the show, they periscoped a thank you to us. It was Yeah, they're, they're really cool, dude. It they're was, really awesome. That was yeah. so oh. nice. Like, Benji remembered my name and everything. I was I was flattered. Oh, they're, wow. Yeah. They're, dude, dude. Dude, yesterday was weird too because when we all went, like when I went on at least, immediately one of the producers was like, "Hey, who are you?" And I told him who I was, and I'm like, "Yep, cool, you're on the show. Like, you're coming on real quick." Like, yeah, they, yeah. They, we were treated really nicely. We we got carte blanche. Yeah. So, rugs, how would you describe Kermit and Friends? It's kind of weird because you know, uh, Elisa's got like you know four slots that she can use. It's a lot like Blab. Yeah, but she only kind of uses one at a time, and she always has like like a like a douche the monkey who every once in a while posts like a uh, a message or like runs a video or something, and then there's like always like some other one blank screen. Two of the screens I, are I, always filled with puppets. I yeah, yeah. And well, if I'm on, then it's three screens full of puppets. Yeah, it's, yeah. But anyway, but uh, other than that, like it's pretty much what we're doing. Like uh, we, but with a lot less of people talking over each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to talk about the platform a little bit. If you're into Blab, I was the Spreecast was interesting. Uh, like you said, you can't really talk over each other in the Spreecast. You have to like take time, really? take turns. Yeah, because it tends to cut like audio out. Uh, uh, so, the, okay. but it's it's weird. Like you go in and there's a, they have a private chat. So like if there's a producer, they could pop up and say hi, and they'll tell you when you're on. But the best part is imagine that you're watching a talk show, and then. All of a sudden, you're on the show without even any, like, notification. You're, like, part of the show, and uh, she asks you a question. It's a lot of fun, uh, but it's different than Blab, where a user can click to come on. She has to put you on, and they're coming. That's that's what was weird about with my uh, brief appearance, and I'll tell you why I had a very brief appearance in a second. But uh, I didn't know what the hell the fucking topic was, and then all of a sudden, (laughs) I was on the show because I was having trouble with my audio, so I couldn't hear what you were talking about. And then all of a sudden, I'm on the show, and I'm like talking about whatever. And I, I'm looking at the comments, and they're like, Dick, you don't watch this show. What? Go go back and watch the rest of the shows and get back to us. They were like, they were hating on me, which is pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah, the fucking haters are crazy. They're fucking yeah, pretty awesome. They're real as shit, man. They fucking get on you quick, man. Like, um, yeah, you got to watch that shit from the beginning because it's impossible to follow if you come in in the middle. Like, yeah. It's just like... I realize that. Yeah. You got to have a thick skin uh, because those commenters are so mean, but they're so hilarious. Dude, I was wearing a backwards hat and right away the guy was like, are you wearing a swim cap? (laughs) That's pretty funny. Somebody thought I was Stephen King. That was great. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, (laughs) Alex, thanks for joining. Uh, Alex is uh, watching now. Rugs, what, 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 yeah, I would, uh, the show is weirdly, strangely fascinating to watch. Yeah, I like it. I mean, the thing is, it's like uh, there's potential for like fucking anything to happen. Like anything can happen. Like who do, you don't know who's going to go on. There's people calling in, fucking making commentaries. It's really fucking random. Yeah, man. So, Look, the thing is, this, 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 Lisa Jordan is doing a daily 
five days a week live talk show. Elisa and Benji Bronk, they're super cool. Uh, we love meeting them. We're going to try to get on uh, we try to get, get them, them on, on the show. Yeah. Some um, so, but check out Kermit and Friends on Spreecast. I'll have a, there's a link in the comments there, and we have I'll put a link in the show notes of the of Jock and Nerd podcast at jockandnerd.com slash forty seven. Hi, hold on, hi to all the new viewers jumping on. Oh. Anthony only got I was on like three times on that show. Anthony had to split. Now, what was so important, uh, Anthony, that you you couldn't hang out with us on? So I could I could only hang out till seven o'clock because. There's this little-known team called the uh, Chicago Cubs. Oh, right, um, right, right, right. Go they're, Cubs, uh, I guess, yes. They're trying to end this little streak of uh, 107 years of not winning a World Series. So he is yeah, the they're priority. in a one-game playoff. Yeah, jock yeah. priorities, he is the jock. And so they won, and they're in the playoffs, they aren't they? Well, I, no, they, they're technically already in the playoffs. Oh, that's even right. Even if they would have lost. Right, right. But this was a one-game playoff to move on in the next round. I was hoping Anthony was getting late, and that's why he wasn't coming on. No, of course, it's the most boring fucking sport there is, baseball. But look, <laughs> it's been a... 107 years. I'm going to tell you this. I was here in Chicago when the Bulls won their first uh, championship, right? I was a teenager. And for that one, they turned cars over. They lit shit on fire. That was just the Bulls and basketball, the first one. If the Cubs win the fucking playoff, dude, they will burn this town down. It will be a second Chicago fire. Wow. I will, oh, I will, I will have a part in that. I will definitely. Well, I will probably be lighting a torch. Holy shit, dude! I, if that happens, I'm staying underground because people like to shoot guns in the air and shit. Here's the thing: those fucking bullets got to come back down at some point, and you don't know where they're gonna come down. So, if I'm telling you, it's gonna be a mad, mad world. They're gonna all end up in Detroit. Oh, they just gonna magically just, find themselves. <laughs> the bullets gonna like. Let we're free. Let's go home to where we came from, Detroit. All the bullets just go home. <laughs> oh shit! Right no, out. Well, so that was why I had to. Jo- I had to uh, ditch out early. I couldn't funny. hang out because that's, that's pretty big uh, jock, jock things, man. That's pretty big jock views. I I, I gotta say. So go next Cubs. game is Friday. Go Cubs, I guess. Whatever. Tomorrow. All right, man. I'm I'm hoping that they win now, so some shit can get burnt down. Yeah, yeah, let's burn it down, bitches. All right, we got a couple more news show bits, and we're gonna get to the shows. Thanks for joining the Jock and Nerd Podcast live on Blab, everyone. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. So there's a lot going on. We forgot to mention that today the New York Comic Con started. Didn't it not start today? I think it was the first day. Yeah, today's the first day, dude. I'm going to be going probably uh, checking it out if I could sneak in or Geek something. Boner. What? You, oh, yes. You're short enough. You could sneak in. They're, they're never going to see you. Yeah, I'm probably going to try and sneak in when it's children day. <laughs> Just. Uh, you know? <laughs> So I'm going to do the old hiding the baby bassinet gag, you know, and just get wheeled in. <laughs> just jump into some cosplayer's fucking bag, dude. They won't even notice. Yeah. I'm, I, I want to wear a costume this year. I don't think I'm going to wear, like, a, an elf costume. Listen, uh, guys on Blab, after the show, if you stick around, we're going to open it up to you, Blabbers, and you can jump in. If anyone has been or has any news from the New York City Comic Con, we'd love to hear your experience in the post-show segment. I have one bit of news that I just wanted to mention real quick. I saw an article, uh, Ant-Man fans, Marvel movies fans, uh, they've officially announced a sequel oh, shit. to Ant-Man. Wow. Really? Yes. July 6, 2018. It's going to be called Ant-Man wow. and the Wasp is the title. Wow. They, they, really? I didn't see this. Yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. Awesome. This, uh, here, I can post, uh, let me post a, uh, I'll post the so, link in the show notes and in the blab. So Ant-Man is going to be doing adventures with a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant, basically. 
Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, here, uh, our, uh, Ricky Prime is uh, now is confusing shows. He wants to know: Is this the first uh, Kermit and show Kermit and Friends show on Blab? No, Rug Boy is part of the Jock and Nerd podcast. We were over there, at Kermit and Friends. Yeah, we just swung in for a couple of uh, laughs. Like, yeah, which is a little little guest cameo. This rug boy is originally from this podcast, the Chalk and Nerd podcast. In fact, we have a very tight contract with him. And if you do break that contract, there will be puppet thugs at your door, rug boy. You do realize that. Oh, shit. <laughs> what do you mean? Who was told that they were aren't coming over? What does that mean? They're not supposed I, to come over. I have no idea what, what, what Ricky Prime is talking about. But I got I got something different. Yeah. Um, that Ant Man and Wasp movie. So yeah. that movie is actually pushing back. It's, I'm looking at this now. It's yeah. pushing back Captain Marvel to uh, March eighth, twenty nineteen. Yeah, right uh, before uh, Avengers: Infinity War. The part slate. Two. They got to move uh, a bunch of things around, and they also announced three new untitled movies for 2020. So uh, wow, they're wow. extending We're- Phase Three, and uh, they're they have to push back Black Panther and Captain Marvel are getting pushed back. So. Very exciting. They're just uh, added. It might be Phase 4. Maybe those three movies will be Phase 4. Kermit and Friends fans, thanks for coming over. Thanks for watching the show. We appreciate it. And uh, so that's the one news from the New York Comic Con. I'm sure there'll be more. I haven't had time to look anything up. If anybody has anything, post it in the comments. We'll talk about it in the after show. Okay. Finally, we have to mention, I'm going to help out our buddy Fetty Ponce. If you guys uh, listen to episode 34, Fetty Ponce has this amazing Kickstarter, this amazing idea he's been working on for eight years. It's called Sebastian the Slumberland Odyssey. It is a science fiction fantasy world uh, and uh, uh, great characters, a rich mythology that he's created. And his Kickstarter started this Tuesday. And uh, already, dude, in one day, he raised $20,000. Oh, shit. You know how much he has to raise in total? Well, yeah, might as well say it. It's on the Kickstarter page, people. Was it 222 or two hundred twenty? $220,000 in 33 days. Uh, I'll put a link in the Kickstarter in the show notes. It's right there in the blab. I want everyone to check out this Kickstarter page. It's really cool. On our next episode, we have a great interview with Fetty and a char- his lead character designer, Anthony Sixto. That was a really oh, good interview. It was a great conversation, man. We geek out over the creative process and character development. And he takes us through the Kickstarter page. Now... What I'm going to do right now is I'm backing this project live, people. I'm going to back this project right now because he – from just talking to him, hearing his enthusiasm, hearing his ideas, he is like the brother I always wanted, dude. I just have, feel this awesome connection with Fetty Ponce. He's the man and I want, the, I want to see this come to life. I'm already in. Like I want this to happen. Dude, cool. you think it's going to happen though? You think he's really going to get the funding? Uh, listen, he raised 20 grand in a day. That's a good wow. start. That's a good start. So, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna back my piddly little change and and try to help and spread the word and uh, you know we'll we'll put the link in the show notes. You guys should check out check it out and uh, back it. What's up? Yeah, what? let's make this shit happen. All right, I, I want it to happen. So I'm gonna go in at the forty five dollar reward. It's called Nonic Interference. Here's the beauty of what he's done with the rewards, people. In this campaign, it's kind of like a a video game. It's like an RPG game. You can power up by sharing and following steps on social media and jump to, like, two rewards higher. It's really a lot of fun. This is such a tight, integrated uh, campaign. It's an experience. You have to experience this page. If you scroll down on this page, there's an amazing narration by this guy, Jeffrey Ford, and it's fully produced with music and score. And if you play it and slowly scroll down and look at 
the animatics and look at the photos, you begin to go to Slumberland. You you feel like you're in Slumberland. It's it's so I've never seen a Kickstarter page like this. And this is I mean this is only the second Kickstarter I've ever backed, but I've seen a lot of them. And uh, <laughs> it's it's an yeah it's a it's it's an amazing the page is an experience. This the guys you see the passion on this page. Here we go. I'm doing forty five dollars no Nick Air interference. And uh, I get a bunch of stuff. I get some. Phys- I get a PDF of the script and uh, some physical stuff. And uh, okay, here we go. Continue. And uh, oh boy, you guys, uh, shoot the shit for a second while I finish this up here. Oh man, this is riveting. You fucking donating a Kickstarter live on Look, the show. I want people to do it. And how can <laughs> I right, promote I'll it? Donate sperm. How about that? How can I promote <laughs> it? Hold on. <laughs> you started. How can I promote it and uh, not back it? That's all. You could have just said you did it without actually actually doing it, and then okay, like, we're gonna time jump. I did it. I'm back, yeah. you guys. I'm now officially a Fetty Ponce Kickstarter backer for Sebastian the Slumberland Odyssey. I hope you guys check it out. You're gonna love it. Hey, there's one more thing. Did you want to acknowledge David Malofsky's email? Oh yeah, we'll do that at the end in our. Uh, feedback section of uh the, the end of the show how about that we have a feedback section nerd. we do now we got yes. email fuckers yes all right enough of this uh, horse shit let's geek out about some shows Doc and nerd. Rugbo, you got a fan in the chat room ricky prime loves you uh, so you, uh, we should follow everybody, follow everybody else. Again, if you haven't clicked that tell a little bird button, go ahead, tell a little bird. Um, before we do, I, I, we, of course, this is a spoiler heavy podcast. So you fuckers have better watched the season finale of fear the walking dead. And to make sure we've covered our asses, our lawyers have said we should play this. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. All right, guys, we're clear of any liability moving forward. Can, can I can I mention one thing before we talk about Fear the Walking oh, Dead? Oh, sure. We are uh, no longer reviewing Gotham Weekly well, for any of our listeners. Uh, we might, uh, if it comes up in the after show, if somebody has Maybe. Let's just tell the listener why. Yes, you tell them why. We're not doing it because every week me and Imran and sometimes Rugboy would hate on the show. And at some point, you just got to stop hating on something and just be like, I'm not watching this anymore. So yeah, it's not worth uh, our time. Yeah, we got to move on. Unfortunately, yeah. we gave it all the chances we can give it. I'm still going to watch it, but I'm going to wa- hate watch it, basically. That's fun. Yeah. It's fun to hate watch stuff. I'm going to watch it because what if it gets better? And actually, the last episode was pretty fucking wacky. So maybe I'll the bring it up. The only thing I enjoyed about the last episode was seeing uh, Barbara Kane in that outfit. And now it's about basically it. <laughs> That was uh, like they had so many butt shots of her. It was like she was bending over, sticking oh, it out. Yeah. She's dude. She's she's just uh, she's a little bit hotter when she's fucking a crazy bitch. I'll tell you that. Much. Yeah, yeah, a oh, lot sure. more attractive. If you cut her head off, she's great. Uh, Kevin thinks episode three was a game changer. It kind of was. We'll talk about it on the F show. We're here right now, though, show. to talk about Fear the Walking Dead, the, Walking the, Dead. The, the season finale, episode six of the first season. It's called The Good Man. Uh, I wish Do Right was here. He loves this shit. We're going to have to get his thoughts if he ever uh, comes If he around. ever comes in, we'll, we'll look at his thoughts. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> Who wants to start um, this off? I feel here's the thing I want to do right because I think it's going to be a little bit unfair because uh, from reading Rugboy's tweets and from talking to Anthony earlier, I don't think you guys were fans of this last episode. I kind of liked it and I think do right would have been on my side. 
Do you want to defend it then to start since me and Rugboy might not be saying as nice of things about this? I want to hear what you have to say, Anthony, because if, okay. you, if we agree on something for once, this is going to be great. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, Anthony, kick it off. Um, so I'm going to say that this episode, I mean, nothing, it wasn't even really, I don't know, it just, it just kind of happened and nothing really, I don't know, nothing resonated. The, what's her name? What's the girl that died at the end? Liza. Liza. She dies, okay? So that's supposed to be a big fucking moment. Except she was gone for most of the season. Like, we didn't even really get to know her. So who gives a fuck about her? I wanted Madison to die. <laughs> Madison sucks. I wanted Travis to die. He sucks. Like, they're both, like, unlikable leads. These are good Madison, points. Madison, like, reminds me of Andrea from uh, Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Or yeah. she's just unlikable. Like, she, like, maybe she evolves into something better. And that's the beauty of Walking Dead is all these characters evolved and I think the fact that oh, fuck yeah, agreed. Fuck that bitch. Is <laughs> Ricky Prime? Hey, Ricky Prime. <laughs> I think what hurt this show is the first three episodes were really killer, but since they only had six, they had to rush through everything. And I was more interested in finding out, like, seeing the zombie apocalypse take over. I wanted to see a more of a slow burn on that. I was more interested in seeing the military, like that interaction and all that stuff, just kind of went away. I like, just could not get over the fact that they have fucking thousands of fucking zombies inside of a fucking stadium. And no one thinks to like fucking light that shit on fire. <laughs> Lame. Like, just leave them in there. Like, okay, uh, they're going to get tired and fall asleep. No, they're going to fucking stay alive and fucking keep, uh, in, you know, until someone opens that shit. It was so telegraphed. I'm like the whole time, like some dickhead's going to open that thing. And yeah. uh, that's going to be the distraction. It wasn't even a surprise. It was just bullshit. So we had we knew it was coming. And the thing I couldn't believe is that you have army lookouts that can't see a fucking gigantic <laughs> crowd. They're fucking perched up on that thing with binoculars and they can't see shit. <laughs> that, that, that's a very good point. They were just I over thought, they were just over there to your left. All you had to do is just look to, yeah. to your left a little and you would have seen a fucking giant herd of zombies. Like, what but, okay, there. look, look, look. Okay, these are good points, but I think you guys are missing the point of the this journey of these six six episodes. I feel like it was the journey of Travis. Travis, do I kind of nailed the analogy early on? Travis was general humanity. Travis was how you would hope that humanity would react to this. Travis was the fact that you hope that he would wait not to shoot the zombie from a distance. You hope that he would wait not to do these things. And so the killing at the end wasn't about Liza. I agree. Nobody gave a fuck about Liza. We barely got to know her. It was more about the fact that Travis had gone from that to now he's all fucking full Rick Grimes at the end. Like he snaps on that dude earlier because now he sees for the first time that I tried to be nice to someone and there's no more civility. This fucker came back and pulled a gun on us and he almost fucking killed that dude. And then I thought it was a little – it was hilarious when uh, uh, Liza asked Madison to do it. She's like, don't let Travis do it. It'll break him. And Madison's like – yeah, no problem. I got it. What? What do you want to do it now? I get no. She was very willing. She would have popped that bitch in a second. She didn't give a shit. Absolutely. Holy shit, dude. She was ready. But Travis did do it, and I think we're gonna see him crack. Like, I don't know if that was their way of giving him a Rick Grimes moment at the very end. Uh, but there was a lot of things that didn't make sense, like the fucking kids in the garage. That was completely pointless. They just got. Yeah. They just. Oh yeah. Why is the military taking a fucking van? Don't they have fucking better vehicles? Well, the, the thing is too is there's no pay. Like they take the fucking van, right? And you think, oh, maybe there's gonna be a, like a payoff to this. Maybe yeah. they're now fucking stranded. Yeah. No, 
They still get on a fucking. They still have two more cars, and they still get to their destination. Like that meant nothing. It was no. just a. It was just a, a distraction for a sake of being a distraction. So let's talk about Strand for a bit. Okay. Uh, I like. Um, I was. I was going to bring up Strand. Strand and Salazar to me are the only two interesting characters on the whole. First show. of all, Daniel had the fucking best line when he's just calmly strolling by, and he's like. Save your ammunition. It just kind of dawdles off. And then you just fucking, that was great. I was like, oh, this guy's a fucking badass. Uh, but Strand, do you think it was smart of them to trust him? Uh, a guy like I, in the Talking Dead episode after the show, they mentioned that they wanted to show this occurring with someone who had money and what that would mm-hmm. be like. Now, he seems really shady, kind of like he's uh, the Russell Flagg from The Stand, Stephen King's The Stand. Is it wise of our survivors to fucking trust Strand? I don't know. I mean, like, uh, he's probably going to at least make things interesting because he's got money. He's got a fucking plan. You know, he's probably like when the shit went down, he was like, now it's time for the new world order or whatever. And he I don't know what the fuck he said. He said something like that. Like the old way is over or something like that. So yeah. he's clearly prepared for this shit. And I'm interested to see what he, what his like uh, doomsday plan is, dude. You know, his, he was tra- He's grooming Nick, dude. Every line he had was like advice on how to be a supervillain in the future. He tells Nick, he's like, no, leave them behind, save yourself. He's like, when the world goes mad, embrace the madness. And then Nick has that amazing epiphany where uh, it's Nick, right, the son, the the, the junkie. Yeah. That, yeah. He's yeah. like he, that epiphany where he's like. I feel like I've been living like this my whole life, and now everyone is catching up to me. Like, this guy is going to be a big player. He can run this this post-apocalyptic society because he's used to it. And Strand's like his mentor, and he's feeding him, like, these supervillain advice proverbs. All right, so who dies next? That's what I want to know. Uh, they're all, well, yeah, somebody. I mean, uh, yeah, it's a good question. I don't know. I loved, uh, I, what about going out to sea uh, at the end on the boat? On the boat, Abigail Wait, being a guy. Yeah. Before we get to the boat, do you think that bitch offed herself in the fucking medical room? No. Oh, here's the thing. We will see these people again. These are people we didn't see die. Tobias, the fucking kid who knew what was up from the beginning. You should just fucking yeah. listen to him. We will see Andy again, uh, uh, Ophelia's boyfriend who uh, got beat to shit. He didn't die. Yeah. We will see Dr. Lady again because she, she was just hanging out. We didn't see her die. And I guarantee we will see asshole Lieutenant Moyers again. If you don't see these people die on screen, uh, they're coming back and they're going to call some My, shit. I, I have a big problem with that, that nurse girl. This is a, one of the problems for me with the show is that nurse girl, we, her, what, did, well, like, what was her point? What was her motivation? She was like, at first she was portrayed as this like shady doctor. Yeah. And then now, and then she's at the station at the, uh, the medical center and she's like actually helping people yeah like her whole like role was really confusing like was, were we supposed to be against her were we supposed to like her were we supposed to think she was creepy as fuck she looked creepy as fuck it didn't make it wasn't clear whether she was working with the government or she didn't like, like what they were doing this is my problem with the show too cobalt really meant nothing they say oh man the military is gonna fucking kill us all but then like midway through that episode some of them are leaving some of them are staying like really what the hell was that even about like we learned nothing. Pretty much. I have nothing to say about that. Like I'm thinking I trailed off and was thinking about the time when she was making the call for the helicopter to come and they're yeah. like, nah, fuck you. And yeah. they left. Yeah. Like you got infected. So, yeah, it was yeah. Pretty crazy down there. Yeah, yeah. And right. I'm like Yeah, it was just like uh I don't know. It just seems like the whole army mentality is fucked up. Like, yeah, she's sitting there like 
icing everybody that's even in the in the medical unit, just killing everyone with that air gun, you know, putting them out of their misery. But they didn't think to fucking get rid of all those zombies in that stadium. It just the thoroughness is just like it doesn't make any sense. But you gotta understand though, these people don't know what the fuck they're dealing with. Like this is what would happen initially. You'd be like, we think they're still alive. Uh, we probably shouldn't kill them. We they don't know what the fuck these things are. I love how these zombies are stronger though. They're fresh. They still have like muscle right. tone. You gotta fight them off. So uh, that was different, and that was a uh, uh, something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, there were some good moments. I mean, I'm just reflecting on the season. Like I said, I think the first three were really good because we dealt with the like the the beginning stages of the virus and not people not knowing what the fuck's going on, which I thought was really cool and interesting. But I felt like the show it was just too many characters and too little episode. Like this, there's only six episodes, so there wasn't enough time to service all these characters properly, and it just ended up being you don't really care about most of them, in my opinion. I, the only ones you care about. In, that looked that were anything likable were Strand and, and Salazar, and yeah. Strand only had two episodes. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. I agree with that somewhat, but like if you look across the board at what most like average people think of the show, like a lot of people didn't like it. They were Did like, it? I like the regular Walking Dead better. Like I, yeah. I, I wanna, and it's a different show, it's a different yeah. time in in, in in thing. But I feel like it's it doesn't have that same urgency. You know, it doesn't have that same mystery quality you know it's like we've already been served this before yeah so. exactly that's the that's the vibe i get too and that's why i was mad that they rushed through they're already at the basically the same point that the walking dead was when they started so what the like these are less interesting characters and we're just going to see the walking dead in la now for season two now, but how i'm how long was it at when rick grimes wakes up in the very first episode of the first season how long from that point to the point beginning of this show is is the time? I said like six months. Like I think it was like six months. Like how long can you be in a coma? Like six months, right? Yeah, yeah. I think he was in. Yeah, a couple. But the my point is, is that literally L.A. is already overrun. There's no military. Yeah, everything's like everything's already barren. Yeah. it's basically Atlanta. Yeah, no, Kevin. Ke- Kevin Helms so, right. We have no likable characters at yeah. the moment. It's at very weird. All right, let's go back to the original Walking Dead. Yeah. Who did you like off the bat when you saw like you liked Rick Grimes, yeah. of course, because he was yeah. sympathetic. He was the do gooder. And uh and you, meet, you meet Glenn real early and he's yeah, awesome. Cool. Yeah. You met you, Morgan you felt, for a you, second, but then they went away. But then the well, you, start- you, since I'm watching it right now, I'm yeah. only on season three, episode thirteen. Yeah. But immediately you thought Daryl was a loose cannon. So Merle, you were like yeah. this guy. Merle, not Merrill, uh Daryl. Daryl. Because you were like, oh, fuck, they cut his brother's hand off. Yeah. That guy is a fucking loose cannon. So he's immediately interesting. Yeah. Shane, oh, yeah. you see the guy banging his wife. Yeah. Yeah. So that guy is immediately interesting. <laughs> yeah, there's, like, there's a good, there's a good uh, you know, fucked up situation right off there, the bat. There, right off the bat, you're getting three or four characters. Even Lori, even though she's been like, she's a whore, she's interesting just because what the fuck is she going to do when she finds out Rick is alive? Like you have four characters right away that you're like, all right, I can get down with these characters. This is interesting. Oh, and it's a zombie apocalypse. What? More yeah. interesting. Well, like, so, okay, let me ask you this. So then uh, do this comparison with this show, and you don't you don't have that. Well, let me ask you this. And new, new viewers, thanks for joining. This is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Let me ask you this. Do you think the show suffers because it doesn't have 10 years of awesome source material to work off of? You mean like comics? Yes. No, because they already have the formula down pat. They already know what people like. They already know how to manipulate the audience. So when you kind of like 
put something that's subpar or predictable like to this level like of course it's predictable because we know what happens but you gotta have some like uh you know like just surprises every once in a while you gotta be like oh shit like i would never have guessed that that's how it went down like everything kind of went down in a very like mediocre fashion yeah, I agree. Mm, that's interesting. I mean, I, I, I wanted to see more of the the like I wanted if you're going to do Fear the Walking Dead, you can't just do Walking Dead prequel. You have to do something different. So I wanted to see more like interaction with the military and maybe a war between the civilians and the military or maybe, you know, more stuff where they're like trying to figure out what's going on and there's just sprouts of zombies here and there but not really overrun. Right now we're at a point already in the show where it's it's just Walking Dead. It's just with different characters. I mean, the show is always about people turning shitty. Like, that's just right. the theme. And, uh, I, you know, six episodes. We'll see. Now, consider, like, talk, let's talk about the end. Did you guys watch the AMC Flight 462 web series? It's a minute long. There was one episode. Have you, you guys? No, I didn't check it out. All right. Well, listener, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. You can check it out. It takes place a couple of days prior on a plane that's trying to take off as they're grounding planes. And this kid uh, is on the phone with his mother and uh, she doesn't make it. And it's real short and it, it, it's kind of tense. It's exciting. But here's what I think is going to happen. They're going out to sea. They said somebody in that web series is going to show up on the second season of the show. I, I originally thought that meant that that plane lands somewhere. Now I think that means that plane crash lands into the ocean and maybe these people find survivors off the plane. And that's how the joins cast. That's my theory. I don't know. <laughs> hey, we mm, at the same time. <laughs> yeah, we did. We're in, a, we're, in a, we're in a complete agreement, I guess. Now, right? Me and Ruggs. Yeah, we're synchronized. Has that ever <laughs> happened? That's a, that's a Talking nerd. first, wow. I think, on the show. It should be celebrated. Imran, can I, let me ask you something. You mentioned the boat and we got away from that. The boat? I mean, the boat? Boat. Whatever. I don't know what you're saying. Like that. <laughs> but um, if they get on that boat, isn't that just going to kill everything? Like that? That's not interesting at all. That's a harder show to carry. That's for right. sure. You're taking <laughs> it out. What's on that boat? If he's got bitches on that boat, like just waiting to, to like, he, like he, they roll up to the boat in like a, in like a skiff, and they show up, and it's like just like supermodels laying around. Wait, zombie They're bitches like partying. They no, just like regular bitches. Oh, regular like bitches. I mean, he's a rich dude. He just has yeah. bitches waiting. Strand's a so smooth just, motherfucker. You know he's got fucking yeah. girls hiding. It just becomes real world on a boat. Basically, we just see these people hook up on a boat. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know where you can take that. That's the thing with the right? boat. At some point, you got to get back to the fucking zombies. Where are there zombies? Maybe there? there's going to be sharks in this. I don't know. I don't know. I don't a know. Shark <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, it, the show definitely has a ton of potential still. I'm not r- completely willing to write it off. I'm just saying it's not as good as Walking Dead. All I know is the first six episode of the original is like 50 million times better than Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, same. Uh, but that goes same with, like, with the comic book, man. The first fucking 50 issues are so good. And I think that's why it should flourish. Kevin Heldon said it should flourish a little bit because of the comics. But – I think that's what's hurting him. Anyways, uh, overall, I did enjoy the series. I like everything, of course, but I'm I'm yeah, uh, I'm excited to see what they're gonna do with the boat. Zombies on a boat. So overall, you liked it. I thought it was. Eh. And about you, Anthony? I thought it was. Eh. Okay. Okay. We're uh, both in synchronicity. So uh, the regular Walking Dead season six, right, starts next week. Now, listener, here's the thing. We've been talking about this show. Uh, we're not going to be able to talk about that show right away. Isn't that right, Anthony? Uh, yes, I'm sorry, listener. I'm an asshole and never watched Walking Dead up until two weeks ago. 
I'm I'm doing good though, Imran. I'm He's season three, episode thirteen. Powering through it, dude. Yeah, you are powering through it. But until I get to uh, the episode season six, until I'm fully caught up, I won't be. We won't be talking about this show too much on this episode on our podcast. Lame. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> we'll get there. Hopefully, if you can catch up while the season is on, that will be uh, amazing. So I will. I will. I will. I think I will. Good luck with that, my friend. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to the next show, shall we? Anything else? You got, you got anything else about? Uh... I'm good. Hey, I'm sausage good. king. Is That's... that Abe Froman? It's uh, um, Abe Froman, the sausage king in the house. We're gonna carry yeah. on. We got another show. Let's go. Doc and nerd. Prepare to be spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> Today's second nerd show of this Jock and Nerd podcast, episode 47, will be Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season two premiere, or three, or two, three. No, no, it's episode three. two. Oh, but episode it's not the two. Fuck, that's the other yeah. two shows. I'm all confused. Yeah. We got a lot of shows to talk about, people. Uh, episode two of the season three Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. titled Purpose in the Machine. Uh, Rugs, why don't you start this one? Well, okay, this episode was kind of like... Uh... All about uh, Fitz and Simmons, you know. They, uh, Fitz wanted to, you know, figure out how to fucking uh, you open that portal. Yeah. And they went to England and they put the portal in the thing, and then they realized that it needed uh, some kind of vibrations. And then who do you do? What's her name? Uh, Daisy uh, Sky or yeah. whatever you want to call her. She wants to be known as Daisy now. Yeah, she wants to be known as Daisy, and she uh, used her vibration powers. Uh, you know, sometimes she uses them when she's by herself. But <laughs> she used it this time. The best powers at chicken heads. A girl's best friend, those oh, gauntlets. Like, oh, shit. She must be really popular at bridal showers, and that's her at parties. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Get the vibration chicken here. All right. He's better than a magician. He's better than hiring. Yeah. They don't need a DJ just called Daisy. Yeah. So anyway, she vibrates the, uh, the big black. Ooh, that's the, there's a metaphor. The big black vibrating rock. Yeah. (laughs) Better known as a monolith. The monolith. I am monolith. Yeah. That's what I call it. Um, the monolith. (laughs) Anyway, dude, this is so phallic. I didn't even realize it until just now. Yeah. It's Holy like, crap! It's like that—that's brilliant. It's a whole like sexual thing. There's a whole double entendre written in the wow. fucking agents of shield. Those guys are geniuses. Oh dude, that's shit! Another level, dude. It is. Okay. We cracked so, the code, uh, rug boy. Anyways, yeah, go on. <laughs> dude, it gets even more perverted because then she vibrates the big black thing, and then it, it all of a sudden it splashes into a bunch of water, and then. <laughs> It, it Simmons jumps into the water and pulls a chick out. So, wow, that's I never thought about that. That whole thing is very sexual, isn't it? Fit, fit, it's actually Fitz that jumps. Yeah, into I get. The, the look, if you haven't figured it out, I fucking suck with names. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wow, but they didn't leave us hanging for long with the Gemma thing. I kind of appreciate that. I was like, thanks for and, uh, and you know, and I love how you at, at one point you didn't even think he made it back with her. And yeah. and then uh, and the monolith is destroyed. 
Uh, yeah. And fucking Simmons is back, but she's bound to be fucked up. I'll tell you that. She ain't going to be normal. Like, that was six months. Like, what the fuck did she eat over there? Was it six months? Holy fuck. Yeah. She was maybe a- she existed out of space and time. Like, maybe it was like a different time it, or something. That's the thing. It might have been longer than six months. We don't know. But you saw her wake up with like a fucking piece with a, a shank in her hand. Like, someone's going to get her. So who knows what the fuck happened in the blue storm planet while she was over there. I'm sure we'll find out slowly. Well, I can't wait to see what happens. I mean, the show, as I said, I like it. I I know that some people don't, but like I think it's good. I mean, it's entertaining. I like Ward, what he's up to with the fucking uh, yeah. Baron Von Strucker's son. He looks like a fucking maniac. See, his boat had bitches on it. His boat definitely, dude. The Von Struckers know how to roll. Come on, dude. Yeah. He's a Von Strucker. He ain't gonna fuck around. Yeah, he's uh, Von Fucker. Yeah, he's Von Fucker. <laughs> Those boats come with bitches for them. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, now. Here's the thing, Werner von Strucker, Easter egg for you, uh, Geek is an actual character from the comic books. That that kid looked like, uh, have you seen Gladiator? Yes. Yeah, that's the kid from Gladiator. Oh, it is, it's, it is oh. right. Yeah. Oh, he was little. He was littler, wasn't he? Yeah, he was a yeah. little kid, but he's, got, he's still got the same baby face. Oh, man, uh, Kevin Heldman oh. does not agree with Rugboy about uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, you know, you got to... It's not that he... He says he can't be doing with S.H.I.E.L.D. I can't, he can't be said. doing... I can't be doing... He can't be doing... That means he uh, he can't just fucking... He can't handle it. That's uh, all right. <laughs> but, what did you think, Imran? Well, I mean, uh, I liked... I liked the, the Gemma resolution. Uh, uh, I liked... Uh, Werner von Strucker at the end it was interesting. I don't know what he's up to, but he enrolled in uh, Dr. Gardner's psych class. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, in the comic books, he goes on to like lead Hydra. Uh, but in the, uh, I guess Grant, I like Grant's building a little Hydra. And then, we also got to see May being yeah. like recruited. Well, no, May, yeah, Lance had a mission to fucking kill Ward, and he went to find May and talked her into getting Ward. And uh, mm-hmm. hopefully, they're gonna they're gonna fucking take him down. Like Coulson told him to l- eliminate him. All right, here's my gripe with this episode. The Gemma being gone and uh, May like quitting kind of like this whole thing. That was a huge part of like the season finale. Like those are like big ram of like that was a ramification. That was something that like, oh, man, you're shocked that this happened. It's already resolved in the second episode. Uh, yeah, how, that, how does that like, surprise you, though? Of course, with every yeah, show. Yeah, I, that, yeah, that, I know. That, that, you know I everybody know. fucking quits, and then in the second episode... Oh, I know. When, when, we, when we get the Flash and Arrow, I'll have these same gripes. I yes. mean, at this point, yeah, you just gotta expect that, that if this guy gonna mean nothing, they're gonna fucking change it all it's back. Masturbatory. They like to fucking just jerk you off. Yeah, they're just yeah, like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. leaving, and then I'm not gonna be the Arrow anymore, and I'm not gonna yeah. be in S.H.I.E.L.D. anymore, I'm not gonna be the Flash and the team anymore. Like they should, like to they like to just revert back to status quo real quick, real fucking quick. It's a lot like saying, "Yeah, I'm gonna start going to the gym tomorrow," <laughs> and then they don't do it. Yeah, yeah, they go in for two weeks. It's they're like yeah. fuck this shit, and they start yeah. fucking. No, it's, it's like, like it's every New Year's the gym is fucking crowded. All these assholes that are like out of shape are there for like no reason, and they think this is I'm gonna this is my New Year's resolution, and then one week later they're. I'll out. tell you what I like though. I like Professor Randolph. The guy who played Doctor Randolph was really funny. He had a bunch of good lines. He brought a Which nice the Asgardian, the guy, the Asgardian they oh, went yeah. to help yeah, with. The guy from Ghostbusters too. The guy from yeah, he, oh, that's yeah. who he is. Yeah. He was fucking funny. He's like, uh, I would do something, but Amazon and uh, Robot Hand over here, I don't know what they got anymore. And then he's like, to the plane. Uh, yeah. can, I say, can I say that? <laughs> oh yeah, and the chick who played Bobby Morse, she was Wonder Woman on TV for yeah. like, a, 
in that. Oh, in yeah. Nice little thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice See, it all, it's all connected, people. Oh, shit. But overall, yeah, I mean, I agree. It just kind of was like, okay, like, they got that resolved. Uh, let's uh, fucking keep it moving. What's the next thing? It's just like, you're right. Like, these things start not to mean as much, and you're just like, well, okay, that's the story. Yeah, I, you, I just, yeah, go ahead. Do you like the direction that S.H.I.E.L.D. is going, or you, or you feel like they've mentioned some of the Marvel shit in this episode? They've yeah, brought up a right. couple of things yeah. that were tied in. There's I'll give them props on the, uh, like, Wer- is it Werner? Werner Von Strucker. I'll give them props for that. I, I think that could be interesting. Yeah. I think the uh, Secret Warriors recruiting stuff can be interesting. Yes, that's what um, I'm most excited for. I want to see him build this team. Now, this Dr. Garner is going to be an impediment, but... I mean, he's got a point. It's kind of hard when you can't fucking open a doorknob without melting it. Uh, the guy's not ready, you, you know, and she's uh, being all pushy. I'm, now, doing a, I'm doing a wait and see on Gemma on, like, the ramifications of her being back. Hopefully, like, there's, she's changed a little bit and evolved for this. But right now, it's just, eh, like, eh, she's yeah. just back. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, cares? a lot of these shows now, early on, they're, they're setting things up. And that's what it seems like. They're just, right. they're all kind of set up shows for the rest of the season. Yeah, but do you think what 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 do you want to put money on as uh, who they get for what power set they have to to be on the team? What do you think? I mean, like, what well, would you put your nut on? They're gonna well, they're gonna have definitely have that Jose. Is it Jose? Is that just? Am yeah, I just Joey? Uh, Joey Gutierrez melts metal. They're gonna have Lincoln, who's the electric electrical guy, the electrical worker. Yes. They got Daisy, who can shake shit. Uh, and then they're gonna have to just f- make up more people. They need a they they need like a telepath or something. You need a telepath. You need a fire guy. You need an ice guy. You know your standard fucking team setup. What about a guy who could sneak around and like teleport or something like that? Like that's a uh, like what was his name? Gordon from the first season. Like he Gordon, had yeah. a very very valuable power set. Like that would be huge to because like man in the comic books you have manifold right in the Avengers. And Manifold comes in so handy and say, like, he can fucking teleport everybody halfway across the universe. Like, that just saves a lot of time and gas, people. What if they get, like, a dog that teleports everybody? Like, Ooh, teleport. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's his. Uh, see, here's the thing. They could, uh, they could introduce these people. What's that dog's name? The, uh, I don't remember. Rid- Gridlock? Matt- yeah, no, I'm bad with names. The, uh, Lockjaw. Lockjaw. That's it. Lockjaw would be great. All right, Jock. Good job. Uh, yeah, they're, gonna, they're, not, they're not doing Lockjaw. I think, Rugby, what you were trying to get at they're is... Gonna, they're going to save Lockjaw for... Uh, they're going to save all those fuckers. Movie. You're not going to see yeah. Black Bolt. You're not going to see Medusa. You're not going to see Maximus. You're not going to see Lockjaw. You're not going to see any of those. Those guys are for that movie. They're going to have to make up a bunch of Inhumans and slowly like work their way toward the the, 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 the royalty in the kingdom of Inhumans. And then these people will... I, like, I love where Professor Randolph, when he heard the word Inhuman, and he's like, that's a word I haven't heard in a really long long time like there's a whole back history there i think Do you want to know what the current members of the secret warriors are yes oh because they have an ongoing book right now don't they right it's uh nick fury okay wait old old nick fury white nick fury uh i don't know all right it doesn't say they got a white guy on the wikipedia so uh daisy obviously yo-yo rodriguez oh what's up what he's got fucking magical yo-yo powers dude have you seen a guy work a yo-yo you could take somebody's eye out with those things real quick nobody would even see you coming that's his real power i honestly don't know if you're kidding or not (laughs) i don't know i'm making shit up (laughs) there's a jerry sledge who's who's stonewall and then there is a guy that turns into rocks basically yeah Yeah. wait that yo-yo guy might be i might be right i think he charges up a fucking thing and like slings it out and brings it back and they also have eden feisty who is manifold in the secret manifold's awesome dude and he can teleport 
Yeah, what's manifold exactly? Besides, like a a technical term for like something. Oh, what it? What is he? What is he? Manifold. What is he? What does he do? He's a just teleports. He's just a teleport. He's literally. I guess that shit right out of my asshole, on my puppet hole. Yeah. Yes, you did. How's your puppet hole today, Rugs? How's the hand in there? Nice fit, or is it a little loosey goosey right now? Dude, I think my my hole's getting more big. Like I think the more times I put a fucking hand in there, like it's getting looser. You know, people don't realize that the puppets. Yeah, puppets need to worry about felt. What's the term you guys use? It's called slack hole. Slack hole. Yes, the felt eventually gets pulled and uh, it, when a puppet gets slack hole it's not funny people it's tragic the puppet's functionality goes down it's really sad to watch you sometimes have to put them out I mean I, I, I've seen a couple of slack hole incidents and I just it makes me shudder yeah you have to just keep getting bigger and bigger meteor hands in there and uh, until uh, you know basically <laughs> <laughs> he's laughing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't finish my sentence <laughs> You do some kegels over there, rug boy. It'll keep your puppet hole fresh yeah, and active. I think there's a CrossFit move. You can also try some kettlebell swings. I don't know. Are we done with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I, yeah, I think, think so. so. We're moving on to the next nerd show, people. <laughs> The Flash, season two premiere episode. I think we are all excited for this one. Were we not? Yes. It was called The Man Who Saved Central City. <laughs> now, I was kind of disappointed, kind of. <laughs> Wow, Imran, you actually dislike something. This is amazing. Wow. Right? Me, the fucking apologist who loves everything I watched. I was like... Uh, it was just like stuff just happened and yeah. they glossed over a lot of things that were, it was almost like an episode that should have been on the last season. This should have been the season finality of last season because they wrapped up two things very quickly and in flashbacks that were huge. One thing that was the entire basis of last season was just kind of like, Oh, it happened. It's over. And he's gone. The fuck. That was the thing that fucking really pissed me off. That whole he yeah. gets his dad out of jail, finally he's like, hey, I'm getting the fuck out of here. See you later. That was the whole like, point I, of the first season was I need like, every voiceover. I'm trying to get my dad out of jail. What a dick. What a fucking Fuck you. Fucking Lame. <laughs> no, it, it was very clear that they obviously just don't have this guy signed on for a lot of episodes. So the writers were like, is that what it well, is? We gotta, we, I don't know. I mean, that's got to be what it is, right? They're, then they were like, well, we got to write this guy off real quick. How, what can we do? And they came up with something that was really bad, really shit. Here's the other thing, though. If we think about last season, this the show always starts – the last season started like normal and it got fucking crazier every episode. Like it just got crazier and crazier. So right. if this is like a baseline episode, I mean it was fun. It was enjoyable. It was just very – this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. But they can definitely go make it fucking crazier every episode. They had Flash Day, which was kind of fun. It reminded me of uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man uh, 3, yeah. where they had a basic Spider-Man day. Uh, yeah. And he was given the key to the city. That mayor, by the way, the guy who plays the mayor, used to he played a cop on the 90s Flash show. Oh, no kidding. It's almost like the same universe. Like, he was the same character, and the cop became the mayor of the city, maybe. I don't know. I'll, I'll say, I'll give my initial, my thoughts on Flash. I mean, we already brought up how frustrating it was for them to write off the dad in this episode when they were building towards it all of last season, him getting out of jail. So besides that, 
as Imran had said, it just seemed like things happened. Like it was villain of the week. So we got the this terrible CGI. Yo, of, let's talk about uh, Adam yeah, Smasher. Boy, that was like it was borderline cartoony at times. Well, I know that the show tries to embrace the comic booky aspects of the Flash, but God, that was painful to see him grow. <laughs> I mean, cool character though. Like he was like the character is really uh, very hard to beat, and the fact that he could just grow and grow. Um, and they keep doing the thing though, where every time Flash fights, he stops moving at light speed and starts moving at normal human. And speed. And then he gets caught. Like, why would you right. stop? Just stop. Just keep <laughs> running and punching him at your fast speeds, and you'll never You're be able to touch. Flash. You'll be touch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he doesn't know how to use his powers properly. Yeah, but because of that, we found out uh, who sent him. Yeah, and it was Zoom. Zoom. Oh shit! Is that the Reverse Flash? No, that's another. What's in? He's another version of the Reverse. It's somebody flash. else. It's a different Reverse Flash. He may have a blue streak. He's voiced by the guy who played Candyman, by the way, who's got a fucking scary voice. But I don't know if he's gonna play him if we ever see him, even. Hmm. Oh. I don't know if yeah, are we getting and do we get Zoom Hunter Zo- Solomon Zoom or are we getting like another version of Eboard Thawne? Well, uh, I think it might be Hunter Solomon, uh, but we got to see Harrison Wells again, which was cool. And I mean, that to me was oh, a shit. moment a little bit when he finally plays the video and Wells just fucking confesses to everything, you know. Uh, it, but then it's just wasted to get the dad out, and then he leaves. I got, I love though, I love the relationship between Joe and Barry. Like it's so sincere. Like you really feel like this guy yeah. uh, grew up with him, and this guy raised him. If they fucking killed Joe, dude, I don't know. I don't know if I could forgive that. I mean, look, there's certain good aspects of the show. Their relationship's great. Um, the fact that they were willing to like bring stuff from from the comics and put it there without any apologies, that's cool. But, you know, this is the following that same formula where they just fucking they leave you on a cliffhanger. They quickly like resolve everything in like two seconds and then they move six months later. And, you know, they do it. They did it on both shows. You just described every show we're going to talk about right now that like they all all the shows did that. It was literally like he quit or not he quit, but he rejected the team. And by the end of the episode, team's back. Yeah, whatever. We're back. What about the, no, did you guys like the flash signal? That was kind of funny. No, I hated that. Thing. <laughs> you didn't like Fuck it? I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. I don't understand, though. So does the Batman not exist in this universe? Like, Cisco is the only character that could get away with saying that line about, I don't know, I saw it in a comic book somewhere. Yeah, uh, was, I thought that was funny. Does that mean that Batman does not exist in this universe? Or has it become Batman? Or is that not even... Is that, I don't think doesn't it doesn't matter. Thing. I don't think it's a thing, and I don't think it's a thing that they even want you to think about. They're just having fun. Yeah, they're just being dicks. Like <laughs> that's all it is. But um, do you think that uh, you already know what's going to happen with Firestorm, right? Well, that was cool. Yeah. So this is why remember we talked about Legends of Tomorrow. Professor Stein is in the cast, and Firestorm's in the cast, but Robbie Amell is not in the cast, and now we know why. He sort of sacrificed himself. Uh, it, it, to close the singularity, leaving just Stein, and they're going to need another dude. Right, Rug Boy? Is that what's going to happen? So how are they going to get this other guy? Remember, so in the first season, they talked to this other dude. There was another guy on this Firestorm project, a name. The black guy. Yes. I forget his name. But he, I'll, I'll look it up. He's also the same character in the comics who also becomes Firestorm, also with uh, Ronnie. Okay. So there's two people that can join up with Stein and become Firestorm. So this Firestorm... His name is... Uh... 
Jason Rush. Jason Rush. Jason Rush is also a Firestorm in the comics. Uh, Jay Jackson. Jay, do you mean Jay Garrick? Kevin Kevin Heldon. Uh, and we'll talk about Jay Garrick at the end. But Jason Rush is also a Firestorm. So I think they're going to go find him. And uh, you know what else is important? Cisco's little vibe flash into another parallel universe where he saw Adam Smasher over there. There was a little hint, too, about uh, Adam Smash. Yeah, besides the vibe flash, him not being a guy that was ever around when the Medi- – when the uh, – was it Star Labs had yeah, the – when they had the, the, the explosion. Well, the this, explosion. Is, what I think, this yeah. is what happened. This oh, what, we, we, we're getting a tease that he's from an alternate universe. Well, this is what happened. That hole, wherever – he came from another universe through that hole. That's where R- Ronnie is. He went to wherever they came from. Oh, but for sure. That's why there's two Al Rothsteins. And uh, the one real Al Rothstein was the Al Rothstein of this universe. Adam Smasher Al Rothstein is the oh, yeah. Al Rothstein of the other universe. They're the same right. guy from different universes. Ah, so he's what? not a metahuman. Uh, so yeah. when that singularity was open, and it wasn't open long, if you think about it, uh, a lot of things I think went back and forth. A lot of people got dropped in and dropped out. Hence, fucking the uh, oh shit at the end when Jay Garrick shows up and he's like, "Your world is in trouble." I was like, "Oh, that's awesome. That's kind of awesome." I wish they would. I could see they should just start there. Immediately, that guy's voice. I was like, "Sounds like a Jay Garrick." Yeah, like an he, older, like a very yeah, distinguished yeah. voice. He was, like he, a, was he on Lost? He wasn't he one that guy on Lost. No, it's Teddy Sears. Look up uh, Teddy Sears. I don't think he was on Lost. What has uh, Teddy Sears done? Well, what was I going to say about the, the? Well, while you're looking up Teddy Sears, I was going to say that this episode it just kind of played out like how a lot of episodes last year played out, where it was just villain of the week. But they were, it was almost like. We'll give you like the Flash formula where it's villain of the week, but we'll tease that there's going to be awesome shit coming later, but we're not going to show it right now with the Jay Garrick tease, with the Zoom tease, you know, and then some of the alternate universe stuff. It's always like teased and like hinted at, but not really shown in this episode. So this episode uh, by on its own was kind of eh. Well, but there's a tease for Boar to come. Yeah. Well, let's not forget. So this show and Arrow, first of all, we noticed there's a lot of tight interaction references between the two. I like that. I hope they keep that up. But they also have to set up Legends of Tomorrow. So there's a lot of building blocks they got to juggle and get to a certain place to get all this shit to go. Yep. I'm waiting to see what happens. I'm going to watch. Yeah. I'm hoping that it turns out. Yeah. I mean – uh, do you think that Killer Frost is going to be uh, into the mix, or is that just a tease for Legends of Tomorrow? I think Killer Frost. Yeah. I think you think Caitlyn's well, going to turn. They, they tease her as Killer Frost at the end of uh, the season finale last year with Flash. Remember when he's going through? Yeah, he saw yeah. The, the he saw different... visions of different universes. Yeah, flashed in. I, I mean, uh, they should make her Killer Frost. That'll make it fucking interesting. I'll tell you what. But this show is crazy enough that. Uh, you know, you can't even predict it. Like, who thought we were going to see a fucking Gorilla Grodd last season already? Like, they did everything, and it, and, and it played out great. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I'm willing to give the show the benefit of the doubt because last year was so good. I think that that's what they're I'm willing. About. I'm willing to take an episode where it's just like, eh, okay, whatever. It's, it's eh. I, no, I feel like that's what they're kind of trying to tell the viewer is like, look, just take this in. It's going to get crazy, but we got to start somewhere. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like they took the safe road yeah. and yeah. they fucking they tied up all this shit because they were afraid to actually deal with what they were doing. Like they left on a uh, a cliffhanger, Barry running up to the thing. They could have come back with anything. Yeah. All right. They could have come back with anything and they chose to do something that very similar to the arrow. Right. And they're in cahoots with the people who do the arrow. 
And uh, I thought that was very fucking stupid. You know, why do the same thing on both shows? Because they got to set all this shit up, but it is. It's boring. It's like at least the first season premiere episode, like you got to give a little bit more bang and then you can kind of take it down a notch and build it back up. I agree. I, I agree that the, it, it was very lazy for them to do this thing where the both the heroes are gone from the team and then have to come back. All right. I mean, we might as well start getting into Arrow. Let's too. get into Arrow. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Jock and Nerd. Let's spoil some shit, Batman. <laughs> I love that one. Oh, I, I, well, I, I, I was a little late to this podcast because uh, I was actually just watching so it. You, just it's the it. freshest for you, uh, yeah. everybody. Listener, we are talking about the season four premiere of Arrow titled Green Arrow. Name of the episode. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, all right, Anthony, so you're the freshest off this. Uh, let's hear your thoughts. Dude, there was a ton of bad shooting again when that <laughs> – when the when when they're when right Canary the and Arrow, yeah. yeah, when they're riding on the bike and the, the 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 bullets keep hitting like the sides of the bike, I'm like, oh my god, this is awful. <laughs> they were and like and when they took the truck down, he was just hiding behind a door and like they couldn't get them and the door is bulletproof, I guess. Like there was also a scene where Arrow, uh, what's his name, Ollie, confronts this guy on a roof like five years ago in Coast City, yeah. and the guy has a gun and he's just shooting at Ollie and just missing him, and they're like on a roof. There's nothing to hide behind or anything. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's the first thing I noticed. It's like more bad shooting in, in Arrow today. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> they do that a lot. They like do the that. The arrow's dead on. He could throw an arrow from across the fucking hit and hit everything. But like, the guys with the guns, n- no accuracy. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, should I jump to the end? Because I thought that was the only thing that was interesting. That, well, let's wait. That was the only okay. thing that was interesting. But look, again, they do the same shit. This whole big thing of last season. Oh, I'm, I'm happy we're riding off into the sun. Nope, done. Fucking done. done. Ten minutes in. Uh, the, uh, the, all they got to do is show up and be like, we need your help. And he's like, okay. But, I, you know, they played it off as like Felicity was like, Look, I really love this. I'm not. I don't like all the fucking cooking over there. I miss yeah. this. I thought that was funny because uh, she, she had some good lines. Yeah, she had some funny lines for sure. Um, what was the deal with? I was real confused with uh, Damian Dark's character just being able to walk into that meeting. Yeah, like no one stops that guy. Like not that not anyone not that anyone knows who he is. No, but, like, anyone could even. Yeah, but like, how can he get there? Like, how could he even? I now. I mean, there's that reveal at the end, but how does he get Matt, all the way up to the secret meeting? Magic. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Dude, Maybe. I mean, there is a magic aspect. Dude, though, Damien Dark has the potential to be a really awesome villain this season. Yeah. yeah. I like Neil McDonough as an actor. I like that they're introducing magic. They said the word mystical. And we've talked on the show before. Motherfucking Constantine. He's going to be on the show. So they're introducing this magic, which all of a sudden makes this show uh, a little bit more fresh. Like none of the other shows have really tackled magic, mystical side of, of superhero powers. And uh, that got me excited. No, for yeah, sure. Cool. I mean, go ahead, rug boy. No, it's cool. Like, you know, magical powers, you know, like, uh, uh, I mean, it, it, I feel like that even though he's still a metahuman to me, but like, I don't know. It's just magic is just another, you know, uh, source of energy that you know someone can pull. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this, I think that's how they separate the metahuman angle from flat. Like, I just like it because now it's shit that you don't have to explain. Like, you know, it's not right. based in science. This guy could do fucking whatever. He's like eh, magic. That's why. I have a question for you guys. Do you guys think that Damien Dark 
is or Neil McDonough's character, Damon Dark, is the lead villain throughout the whole season. Because and I pose this because they've already introduced him in the first episode. And usually with Arrow, the formula is to like introduce him later. Secondly, Damian Dark's character is not a huge character at all in DC Comics. That's like a pretty no-name character. So do you think there's someone behind, like, I know they mentioned Hive. Maybe there's someone that's running it behind the scenes or something. Or do you think this is actually oh, the lead guy? It might be like, the Hive, the, the start of Hive. I mean, right. Dark is immortal in, in DC. But you literally, if you look him up on Wikipedia, yeah. the, it, it, the title of the, on his page is List of Minor DC Characters. <laughs> Yeah. No, I think I think his thing is to uh, establish Hive in this universe. But do you think he's the lead villain? I mean, he said he was. He's running the ghosts. Uh, I wonder if he answers to someone else. They could do a little misdirect. It's possible. I mean, I don't have an opinion. I don't. I think he's a cool actor. No, there's always a bigger bad behind the initial. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There's always somebody pulling the strings. Uh, what do you think of Diggle's uh, suit now that we've seen it? The fucking helmet. Dude, that helmet sucks, Walt. It still sucks. I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it. I like that he had the retractable guns. That's handy. That's always handy. The guns are good. But I the- like that he has guns because, well, a team full of arrows and uh, yeah. a, a, a with a bow staff by yeah. Canary is not going to work and out. Dick just well. walks around going. Doop. Right. I understand he needs concealment, but you got to look like Magneto. Come on. I totally forgot that uh, Ollie died or died quotation marks in the last season. Last season, what? I didn't. I forgot that he died. He's been. He's dead. Like Arrow's character. No, the, the arrow. arrow yeah, the arrow. I, I forgot that he died. Yeah, because they faked. Uh, they faked Roy's death. Remember? Oh, that's right. And then I he took off. That. And then Roy took off. But how about Ollie getting on camera and like announcing that the arrow's back? But oh, like, he's yeah, like wearing yeah. almost the same costume. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, nobody like, noticed. And if you look closely at his face, you can tell, like, you can make out that face. Like, a, a sketch artist could draw that face. <laughs> I'm the green really arrow now. I yeah. am the green arrow. Oh, he he should have green... grown out his beard. He should have grown out the beard. That, that would have hidden him a little bit more. I, I thought the green arrow reveal of his new name was kind of lame. I mean, yeah. he, he delivered that line as best he could. In all defense of Steve well, not It's not the, the delivery. It's the writing. Like, that's no, not but the that's like, when you see, Green Arrow. When you see that in a script, you're going to be like, oh, fuck. How am I going to fucking make this work and make it sound cool and badass? I never I'm, needed to announce that he was Green Arrow. He's uh, wearing green. Just be like, he is green. Like, it's not needed to be announced by the hero yeah. that, well, my new name is Green Arrow. <laughs> they didn't change the title of the show either. So it's like, you should be the Arrow. The show is Arrow. You're not right. fucking Green Arrow. Or watching Arrow, it's stupid. Semantics. You could you could just have like a news reporter be like, "Oh, the Green Arrow," because he's wearing green. That's the I mean, but you don't need the hero acknowledging that he's a green. Like you don't have yeah. Superman going out there and being like, "S on my chest, <laughs> Superman." Yeah, you can you can say, "Okay, a bunch of new assholes have popped up that are fighting crime." There's a there's a red arrow and there's a green one. Yeah, so not as too enough. Yeah, you don't get Batman going. Look at the head. Look at the head. See the ears, Batman. people. Batman. But, no, Batman always tells people he's Batman. Oh, that's, that's true. Batman. That's he but, he does, but he doesn't go on a newscast and announce his name. Like, oh, I you? got a new name, guys. Batman. I'm going yeah. with Batman. Every now. time, nobody knows Batman. They're always like, who are you? I was like, motherfucker, look at the ears. I'll tell 12 people who I am. <laughs> <laughs> who are you? <laughs> the only guy I could see doing something like that would be like Iron Man or Spider-Man. Either one of them. Uh, Peter, well, Park, Peter Parker would totally embrace me. Like, ah, Spider-Man, yeah. yeah. Like, no, I mean, think it's cool. He makes yeah. it a point to be like, I'm your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. He's very self-referential. He, he thinks it's cool. Yeah. I, I mean, I love how they're tying this and the other show together. 
uh, in terms of the references. Like they mentioned Flash Day, so the show takes place afterwards. Shared universe is always cool. The shared universe is cool. Um, the one, so it starts with the one reveal. Oh shit! That Lance is working for Dark, but then yeah. let's just get to the end. What the fuck happened? Here's what I saw. They're all lovey-dovey, Ollie and Felicity. They're moving in, and she's like, oh, for someone so dark, you'd handle it well, and they're kissing, and seemingly everything ends well. And suddenly, oh shit! it's six fucking months later, he's in front of a grave, and Barry Allen is with him. They, you notice they don't show the, I mean, it's heavily implied it's Felicity, but they don't show they it. Want no, they want you to think it's think... a facility. Felicity. Yes, they want you to think it's a facility, but it's not. <laughs> it's not the, I don't think it's the facility. That's too easy because yeah, it's not easy. who we think. And then I love. Yes, you, I agree with. I think I agree with uh, Kevin. Oh, right? shit. I think Ooh, it's Lance. It could be I Lance. That would make sense. Remember, he was like dying all last season. Whatever happened to his fucking yeah. heart problem? Have you don't think it's Dig? Ooh, might be Diggle too. They, well, Dig, Dig had too. that whole conversation with Lila about you know she forgave him and he, he should help, and he reluctantly like he does not want. Uh, this is a non sequitur, but do you think that Diggle has lost weight? He looked a little thinner. He did. He looked a little more in shape. He looked like his face was thinner. Yeah, he's that jacked. Agree. He's jacked though. Yeah, I mean, he was never like. I'm just thinking like he's thinner. Like I don't know. Maybe that's something. I don't know. I, I got a different non sequitur question. How does uh like Diggle like what does he do for a living actually like how does he get money when he's not when he's not on <laughs> Team Arrow it, it, yeah like what no, like, I think well, that the wife like brings home the you bacon. think the wife brings home the bacon I picture I think he has an ice cream cart in the park oh shit that's how he makes it <laughs> I, I was wondering like how they fund all the superhero ness especially with Ollie kind of like he was bankrupt does, for does Ollie have all his money back no the uh Felicity facility's got it all oh facility runs the country money. hey what the fuck happened oh, yeah. to Palmer Industries and Ray didn't that shit get blown up last season two yeah i forgot that yeah so ray's dead i didn't i forgot about that he, too uh, uh, yeah or so, did, did he shrink or look, something and then like he's been gone again both of these shows have so much work to do to to build legends of tomorrow they gotta bring adam back they gotta get these fuckers together rip hunter's gotta show up they have to resurrect katie lots they gotta bring constantine in uh, there's going to be a lot of setup going on, and let's see if they can weave it out of this well, th- There was a key line at the end of that. First off, uh, Ali acknowledges that Barry's been busy with Zoom. Yeah, he goes, Zoom? He goes, yeah. I was like, oh, that, was, that was great. But whoever died um, was enough to drive Ali to be like, I'm going to kill him. Yeah. So like he's he's going back on his no killing thing. Well, so it, it had could, to be a big you enough. You know what? Person. And I thought when he said I'm going to kill him that he was talking about Damian Dark, which which I think uh, Kevin Heldon from the awesome podcast Three Six Five Flicks podcast, Google it, said Lance. Remember Lance had that conversation with him. He said you brought the darkness here whenever you showed up. And then Oliver, he it, that stuck with him. He goes, I, I did bring the darkness everywhere I go. And now Lance is working for Damien, but he he's not willing to give up Oliver's team because Dark was like, I want to know everything about this guy. I want to know who he loves, and I'm going to destroy him. So, I don't know. Already, it's pretty interesting. Well, he should have brung it in the noise and bring it in the funk, too. Bring it in the stink. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I-, I liked Arrow, actually. This uh, this uh, I actually liked it. But uh, did you also notice the, the kind of the way 
um, Stephen Amell's playing Ali, like his voice is a little different now. It's a little more cheery and a little more like yeah. it was almost like he was like he sucked on a helium balloon but with right. the way his voice was well, so They higher, keep bringing so up this higher. thing about like I was the darkness. I don't want to be the darkness. Well, I think to... they're playing they're playing it up like yeah, they, yes, David Mobile. That is the same rug boy from Kermit and Friends. Yeah, um, more Kermit and Friends, folks. Thanks for joining the Jock and Nerd podcast. But yeah, they're they're oh, go ahead, rug boy. What's up, David Mobles? Follow me <laughs> but, on Twitter. Uh, Wowie Got a shout out from Rug Boy, David Mobles. But they're playing up. Very flattered. They're, they're playing up that Ollie's uh the darkness is gone in Ollie. Yeah, he's yeah. a lot of mood and a lot more cheery and a lot more uh, less dreary. So that's why I noticed the voice being a little different. Yeah, I mean, like he's definitely trying to be more like the Arrow from the comics, which is a little bit more of a wise ass, a little bit more of like a you know, a sarcastic, jokey guy that doesn't take his shit too seriously. Like, Batman was always Mr. Darkness. Right. And then they tried to make Arrow into Batman, and then, you know, so basically now they gotta bring him back around to how he is in the comic books, which is a little bit different than Batman. Oh, and we got to see how he gets back on Lian Yu! Oh, shit! Remember? Oh, that was, that was Lian Yu. I just, I wanted to confirm that I was th- Lian I Yu. definitely think it is, because it looked like it, we're yeah. four years into his flashback, he's gotta end up back on the fucking island... It, it, at the end of the next year, and and he was in uh, he was in Coast City. Did you get that little Easter egg there? He was arrowing it up in Coast City when Waller found him, and he wasn't really doing a good job. I would have liked to have seen a little more of him in his earlier superhero days in in Coast City. Right? He was like already they, they already they already took him to Lian Yu in the first episode. He didn't, we didn't even get to see him uh, in Coast City. Yeah, Waller's a bitch. Waller's man. a bitch, dude. She drugs him and then just fucking kicks him out of the plane, and then he gets immediately like found. Uh, uh, Kevin oh. said, did you see the guy in the bar with Jordan on his coat? I did not. That's a good Easter Wait, egg if that happened. With Jordan. Oh, it said Jordan. Was it like a... like a Hal Jordan. Was like it a like Hal a fighter Jordan. coat? Did it look like kind of like a fighter coat? Wow. I'll have to look that up. Hey, I David Mobile, we're just talking about Arrow, but like it's... Uh, we're just geeking out. He says, I have no idea what you're talking about. But it's funny when a puppet gives his opinion on things. Yeah, That's it's funny. always funny when a puppet gives yeah. his opinion. And, uh, and, a, and a white dude in a Spider-Man uh, hoodie. <laughs> Let me hood up, people. Dude, Kevin Halden, I missed that. They threw in a Hal, Hal Jordan was in. <laughs> Holy <laughs> crap, that was a great Easter egg that I'm going to have to go back and watch. Hal Jordan was in the Coast City flashback. I can't see The shit. Green Lantern. Look, I look like a Todd McFarlane drawing, people. Wowie zowie. <laughs> I am such a nerd. I am such a nerd. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right all over the face and chest with my webs, Shrug Boy. Yeah. Which, did you guys like Arrow this this episode, the season premiere? I thought it was fine. I just when I watched it after Flash, I was like, why are they doing the same fucking <laughs> yeah, thing? So it was almost the same show. That, like if I didn't see the Flash first, I would have not made a, maybe been as much of a stickler for when they handled Arrow. Yeah, it was like the but same. Then, I, yeah, the end was- of the show was the only redeeming fucking part. The whole I did uh, the end that whole action scene with the train to the end. Like I love, I thought it was a strong ending to that episode. It was a lot more um, exciting than the Flash was. I guess I noticed they're using more CG people now. Yeah, you see I- Ollie flip off the train all fucking CG like. Yeah, I noticed they were doing more CG in general. I mean, the train blow up was completely CGI. That means they got more money. Lot- Maybe I don't know because it's really bad. No, maybe they just found like some place in fucking like Indonesia that'll do it for like five dollars, and they're like, <laughs> "All right, let's fucking do it." It's, it's bad. 
it's bad when you notice it because I've, I'm noticing it too, and I'm just like, oh, that's that's not. Yeah, good yeah. I mean that the Adam Smasher that was like that, that was, was the worst, that was dude. Rough, that was dude. pathetic. They but, should fucking fire whoever did that. Like shit. Grodd worked because it was in the dark. Like, don't ever show Grodd out above in the daylight because it's probably not going to look good. But in the dark, he looks fucking awesome. Dude, like the the CG looks like it was from like 1998. <laughs> yeah, it was a Xena Warrior Princess level uh, CG. Man. Yeah, it was. Oh like, shit! That's harsh. Yikes! Yeah. <laughs> the, the Ten Eleven action pack. David Mobile says Netflix's Daredevil is awesome. We agree. Go to jockandnerd.com slash Daredevil and you'll hear our review of the whole season. It's an excellent show. This is the Jock and Nerd podcast. We're live on Blab. Thanks for hanging out. We got a uh, a. Uh, 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 listener email and we're going to wrap it up and we're going to hit the post show. You guys got anything else about Arrow? Nope. Let's move on. Move it on. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Jock and Nerd. We got an email from our buddy David Malofsky from A Place to Hang Your Cape. Uh, an awesome geek comic book culture website. You can find that at ap2hyc.com. Now, listener, if you are a regular listener or you would you heard our episode 39, The Power of Short-Form Storytelling with the Jock's buddy, Chris Satello. If mm-hmm. not, go check out jockandnerd.com slash – what episode is that? Whatever. Just go to jockandnerd.com. It's there. Basically, it was an awesome episode. 39. 39. Chris, Chris cuts uh, – Satello cuts tr- – uh, uh, works as a – what was it? He's a filmmaker. Yeah, he's a filmmaker. Sure. And he loves movie trailers, and he broke down, like, what are great movie trailers from a creative point of view, from a storytelling point of view. The fact that a movie trailer has a first act, a middle act, and a last act, that you could tell a whole story without giving away the movie, which is what most trailers do. So David Malofsky loved that episode. He wrote in. Here's what he had to say. David says, so I loved episode 39 with Chris Atello. I used to work at a trailer house myself and love analyzing trailers. In addition to all the stuff Chris said, it's important to remember that the main job of a trailer is to make the audience excited to see the film itself. My friends and I developed a rating scale for trailers. We call the FYF, the fuck yeah factor. I like that. I like it. It's a way of rating on a scale of 11 through 20. How much you want to yell out, fuck yeah, after watching a trailer? It starts at 11 because if a trailer is a 10 or lower, then you clearly aren't going to yell, fuck yeah, at the end. Good point. Uh, I've included some links to some of the teaser trailers that inspired the FYF and other ratings, but not their names. He's made a little game for us. Try not to look at what the trailers are for, as many features a rug pull. And and no, I don't mean what Rug Boy does alone in the bathroom. <laughs> Go stroke yeah. a barbell. He wrote that in there. David ah. David's loves the Rug Boy. So try to imagine you're actually in the cinema watching these. No idea what they're for. And obviously you haven't seen the films themselves. So he gave us a whole list. I'm going to put them in the show notes. Jockanair.com slash 47. It's kind of a fun game to go through and watch these trailers. And maybe and we'll talk about it on our next show, what we thought about the trailers. He well, also this goes, is just the trailers are good, not necessarily the movies are good. Correct. Right, right. We, Imran, we should actually have David on for yes. part two of the trailer discussion. Yeah, I think we should His continue. thoughts on trailers. Yeah. Yeah. Because... The ba- he comes to it. He comes to it from a different perspective. Yeah, and 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 the and more he, of the marketing background too. And this is the challenge of making a trailer. Both of these, the creatives and the marketing, they got to work together to put out a trailer that will get people to see the movie, but not give too much away. And sometimes one side wins more than the other. Obviously, like fucking Terminator Genesis trailer. Uh, we oh, Jock and Nerd get the fuck yeah factor. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, that's that's right. that's very nice. He goes on to say, Anthony, you said that Marvel hasn't put out any good trailers for the MCU films. I disagree. 
And there's a link for Perfect 20. This was the very first MCU trailers and focuses almost entirely on character as opposed to showing lots of action. You barely even see the red and gold suit and then not even then until the end. So, I don't know. That's there's, the Iron Man trailer. Oh, I, is that I, what he's I, talking I did, about? Okay. I did rewatch that and he's right. It's a very good trailer. It's, so, a, very, it's, yeah. a, very, it's a very heavy character trailer. You get to know Tony Stark right away. Wow, that's interesting. And no, uh, yeah. and that was early on when they were like they really had to rely on some kind of recognition. So they probably pushed you know RDJ up front uh, mm-hmm. to sell the thing. Hey, you can't I, go wrong with him anyway. You can't I, go wrong. No, with him. no, yeah. Uh, so that's a really fun game, guys. Check out the show notes at jockandnerd.com slash forty seven and play along. And uh, we'll circle around with David. We'll get him on the show and we'll talk about the uh, the fuck yeah factor and uh, other trailers. Lots of fun. that sounds cool. Listen, we're going to wrap it up in a little bit, and we're going to open it up to blabbers. So if you guys hang out just for a moment, we're going to open the seat, and you guys can jump in, give us your thoughts. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. But before we go, we have to say thank you to a couple of awesome websites that help support us. Thank you. Shout out to podcast.ph. Shout out to a place to hang your cape at ap2hyc.com. And a shout out to a new geek network. We're on the We Be Geeks Network. You can find that at WeBeGeeks.net. And uh, thanks for having us on, man. We, uh, it's just three more places to spread the stupidity, right, Rugboy? It's more ear That's holes. That's right. That's more ear holes for you, Rugboy. More ear, ear holes. I can't say ear holes. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Enunciate. More. Use your words. I think it's because my, my slack hole is happening. Oh, no. You gotta, you gotta, we got to tighten up the slack hole. But yeah. – uh, uh, I don't think you could, I don't think you can tighten it up though once something goes in the hole. I don't think it ever gets tight again. It just gets looser and looser. I think they have a surgery for that now. Oh shit. I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a, a woman who has just given birth. Yeah, all the time, right? It's a yeah, constant it's like, pushing. As Borat Ma- said, it's like the sleeve of a wizard. <laughs> Monty, they do surgery now for it? There's this guy, Monty Capulet, I think he's saying, yeah. no, he's right. They do have a surgery to uh, tighten the hole. Tighten the slack hole, yeah. Because sometimes hole. it gets a little yeah. loosey-goosey. You got to tighten the slack hole if you get uh, – if. <laughs> so are we done or are we – Yeah, we look, we're going to wrap let's, it let's up. Let's wrap it up and then we'll, we'll open it up to anyone that Listener, wants to. Listener, thanks for joining. This has been the Jock and Nerd Podcast, episode 47. All the fun stuff we talked about you can find on our show notes right in the podcast app or visit jockandnerd.com. Slash 47. Anthony, how can people send us an audio comment? You can go on speakpipe.com slash jock and nerd, or you can just record an audio comment and email it to us at show at jock and nerd. That's right. There's Twitter, jock and nerd cast, Facebook, and Clamor. Look, if you want to get every show right when it's released without having to do anything, subscribe in iTunes. Go to jockandnerd.com slash review. Hit subscribe. Leave a rating. Leave a review. We love it. You get all the shows. Rock boy. What do we always tell people at the end? What's the one most important thing they can do for us? Tell a person. A person that's alive, preferably. Don't go to like a grave site and whisper it there. You got to tell a person who's breathing air. That helps. That, that, the air thing helps, though. You yeah. got, they got to be alive. Just so. run up to the next person and give them one of these. Jogging nerd. And then run away. Uh, I don't know how that helps us, but it would be funny. Yeah. Throw that into the Googles and fucking hope that shit. Wowie zowie. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Hang on for the post show. We're going to talk to some blabbers. This has been the Jock and Nerd podcast live on Blab. Visit jockandnerd.com slash blab for all our replays and future blabs. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. And he's the nerd. And we'll hear you next time. (laughs) 
trying to com- dance, Anthony. I'm trying to do his dance. The dance little. along was a lot of fun. I think I think we need to do that <laughs> at, 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 for every sweeper. Like we should mimic uh, each other dancing. That was hilarious. Uh, all right, welcome to the after show, everyone. This is Jogginer.com. I'm going to open up this seat here. Uh, if anybody has uh, wants to talk, if anybody has a question for Rug Boy, he's really good at advice. Or if you have any I comments, give advice, yes. yeah, he gives very good advice. And uh, he's a wise sage. The man has traveled the world. He has he's he's wise beyond his looks. The man has been around for centuries. Actually, the spirit he's kind of like the Joker. The spirit of Rug Boy is kind of immortal. And this rug is boy, just... do you think you'll ever do a uh, like a weekly ask rug boy show? I don't know. If people want it, I'll I'll do it. I think we should yeah. have a rug the, sh- the shitty advice show with rug boy, and I'll be your I co-host. Like the sound of that. I like the sound of that. Yeah, because it's an accurate title. You know, we should tweet that out. Shitty advice. Come on right now to Blab and for some shitty advice. All right, this is the first uh, episode of the shitty advice show featuring rug boy. Uh, there you go. We got an open seat here, blabbers. If anybody, uh, there's only one person in here with us. So that's okay, well then we, it's gonna be. Well, we might as well bullshit. Kevin, then. Kevin, uh, Kevin Halden from uh, the Awesome Three Six Five Flicks podcast. You guys go over there if you love movies. It's a great podcast. Do you have a question for Rug Boy? Put it in the comments. We'll answer any and all questions. Do you have any personal problems I can help you with? Plus, everyone, press that uh, tell a little bird. Tweet it out so people can see we're, we're running a shitty advice show with Rug Boy. The talking puppet. Uh, that's a lot more exciting than just a quiet puppet. No, for sure. <laughs> I, I can be a farting puppet. Just no, how, how are you going to fart that you're slack hole? You're, you're suffering from slack hole. Like, where's their room for? Where does if I from? push hard enough, yeah. I could get a little bit of air in between the arm. I got you. It's kind of, it, it would, it would kind of inflate. It'd be like a. Yeah, okay. You what ever you... make a fart noise with your arm? Oh, oh for yeah. sure. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Oh, all right. Good to know. All right, guys. Well, nobody's here. I kind of want to talk about Gotham, dude. What the fuck? What the fuck, right. Gotham? Like, right, after that show, it. I was just like, what the fuck? Well, I, for one, was glad that that, that guy wasn't the Joker. But, I mean, why did they keep building him up as the Joker? I don't like, know. They went too far with it. And now they're making that everybody wants to be the Joker. Well, because- th- yeah. Like, the Joker essence escape. This is what it reminded me of. Like, in the recent Sk- Snyder Batman, in, in that Joker storyline, they kind of set him up like the essence of Joker or the entity of the Joker has been around forever and it was immortal. And it's kind of like a twisted Dalai Lama. It gets passed down. So it was just, I weird. hate that. Yeah. That's, I think that's where they go. They're it's all red herrings. Anybody can be the fucking Joker. Now. In fact, the showrunner Bruno Heller has said that we've seriously considered the possibility of a female Joker. They're just fucking with everything. They don't give a fuck. I don't know. Nah, see, I think that's sacrilegious. And fuck them. No, it, it follows no canon. It's not part of any universe. Like it's, it's like, it's like a Batman. It's like a really violent Batman sixty six universe. It doesn't make sense. And half of the time, it's wacky and cartoony, and then it's like really violent with a knife in a guy's fucking eye hole. Here's my yeah. point about the Joker is, and I and I agree with you guys that I don't think I don't like the idea of Joker being this like thing that's passed down from generation. What makes Joker like Joker to me is that he is just the most unique, crazy motherfucker you've ever met in your life. Yeah. He's one of a fucking kind. Yeah. He he's not replicated. He can't be yeah. he can't he can't be reproduced. He's not something that gets passed down from generation to generation. This is a once in a lifetime motherfucker that sees the world in the craziest of ways. Absolutely. And, and if you're yeah. passing this down, that just cheapens that guy. He's the ultimate anarchist and and, and he's got a sense of humor too. But like, you know what I mean? He cannot be replicated. And I hate that. Look, I understand they wanted to like cue up Jerome as being a possible joker. 
but they made him too much like a like a cartoony version yeah. of the Joker. Yeah, it was very over. So the top. they should have like maybe implied that he could have been the Joker and then killed him off. And then like, nah, he's not really the Joker. He was kind of Joker-ish, but maybe he maybe somebody or somebody around him was inspired. I don't know. But like the way that they pulled it off is like now everybody's the Joker and well, people just start randomly stabbing each other. Like, get the fuck out of here. And and why was a children's fundraiser being broadcast live on television? There's nothing better to fucking show on Gotham TV than a fucking shitty magician at a children's fundraiser. And nobody noticed that he's clearly wearing a fake fucking beard. Like it was the it was like a it was a horrible disguise. And none of that made any sense at all. Yeah, uh, I mean, I I disagree with Rugby. I do like Jerome. I did like him, but if you're gonna make if you're gonna tease that that guy's the Joker, you got to go with it. If you can't just pull this half-ass shit, I would have rather. This is what I would have done. I would have rather that Jerome was kind of making his way into becoming Joker esque, but then got taken out of the game, you know, oh. and then. He kind of, you know, then he doesn't really become the Joker until he maybe he maybe he gets locked up again or maybe something bad happens to him, you know, whatever. And, uh, you know, then he becomes the Joker later in life. But you see the beginnings of it. So yeah. instead of killing him off, they could have just displaced him. Yeah, they killed everybody. But like the two two people that he 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 broke out of Arkham, Barbara oh, yeah. and that other dude. Right. How about uh Barbara? I, I have to say, I have to admit, Barbara and that one dude, girl, Tigress. Yeah, straight, what's her fucking Tabitha? Them, they, they're little lesbianists. What really? kind of show is this? That was a full-on lesbian makeout session. I, I like, like, I like that shit. That was fun. That was erotic. Man. Now, more of that. That's fine. Well, I gotta I mean, say, it's weird, but it's fucking. I like I, it. I I can't believe I they turned around. They turned me around on Barbara so much. I hated her so much. But this crazy bitch act is is very entertaining. Whenever I uh watched. Like something like that on TV, especially on prime time. I just think about old people. Yeah. All, <laughs> dude, this is at this is at like seven o'clock prime time. There's families sitting around, and I'm like, wow, look at oh, this. Shit. Look at this shit they're pulling. Uh see you later, Kevin. Uh, uh nice thanks for hanging out. It's like what three in the morning over Yeah, there. dude. Yeah. We can't thank you enough for fucking hanging out in the future and in, in the wee hours of the morning in Northumberland. Everyone check out 365 Flicks podcast. Uh, you gotta get on show. Hey, Sandy, uh, join the room. Nice to see you, Sandy. We're actually we're taking questions. If you want to jump in, uh, we're, we got an open seat, and we're just asking hi. We're asking Rugboy. Rugboy gives really good advice. Or if you have a question for our pal Rugboy, uh, we'd we'd love to talk to you. Or if you love uh, geek comic book stuff, Rugboy is homeless and he's a kind of a transient, but he is our our uh, one of the best co-hosts. He's a rising internet sensation, as seen on Kermit and Friends. And I just got a prop podcast. from. Sandy and I didn't do anything. I think it's just my face. Oh, yeah, she's not. Be so Sandy. Uh, if anybody wants to, well, there's only one person. If anybody wants if anybody. to jump in, and, come on, and, come well, on, can, Sandy. Let's let, let's 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 do this shit. Sandy, don't be shy. Say hi. We love talking to people. We're very nice. We're not going to be mean. Uh, all right. See, nobody nobody wants to uh, get on cam up as they say over at Kermit and Friends. Cam me up, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's your props. Oh, thanks. Whoa, wow. Thanks, Andy. Dave M. joining the room. Nice to see you, Dave. This is the Jock and Nerd Podcast after show. Ah. We're, we're, we're taking a, 
We're taking blabbers. Uh, <laughs> Eat those props. Eat those props, Rugs, all over his face and chest. Uh, if you, anybody wants to jump in, ask Rugboy a question. Rugboy lives, or if you need some advice. I give the shittiest advice. Yeah, be, yeah. I, I don't know if it's going to be good, but I'll give you some advice. We're not guaranteeing good advice. You will get advice. You can even just ask a question in the, in the, in the texting thing, and I'll, yeah. I'll answer it. Sandy and Dave M., you guys, if you have a question for Rugboy or uh, you're into uh, – uh, you just leave a comment right in the thing there. And uh, yeah, what are you guys into anyway? These guys. Oh, well, I'm, let me look down and see. Oh, rating. <laughs> <laughs> well, if if nothing's gonna happen, I think we got to wrap uh, up. Nothing's gonna happen. Oh, look, we got a question. Well, uh, Biso Sandy wants to know why do some people say they are going to follow and they don't. Really irks me. Do you mean on uh, Twitter, I guess, or on uh, – you can follow on Blab. Hey, Beso, we'll follow you right now. Watch this. I'm going to come here. I'm following you. There, Jock and Nerd's podcast. On Blab. Well, Blab – Blab – Blab – the Blab – Blab is, uh, is new. Like, I didn't know to follow back people either right away. Wait, now... Imran, this isn't Ask Imran. It's Ask Rugboy. Oh, that's right. Rugboy, why do you think people <laughs> follow – I forgot what the fucking show was. Look at the topic, people. Rugboy, answer her question. You well, can't depend on anybody because everybody's full of shit. That's why people don't follow. And another thing is that, uh, you know, this is the video thing. People, Some people don't want to be on screen. They they get self-conscious. They're like, oh, they're going to think I'm a dork or, uh, or I don't want to be associated with these people. So they may they might like say, oh, sure, I'll follow you. But then, then they don't do it because they have all these hangups. You got to watch out for people's insecurities, babe. There's a lot. There's a lot of them. Good advice. Look at Anthony. He's freaking out. <laughs> That's good advice. It's just it's just funny here seeing him talk and give like serious advice. <laughs> Another yeah. question for Rugboy. When people follow you and then stop following you, so they look like they have so many. That's not really a question. Oh, that's just a numbers game. Like, yeah. I don't know. This is such a weird thing because it's all about numbers. How many people follow you? How many people follow me? And then, like, you know, it's it's weird. People get fucking depressed on social media. Uh, yeah. And, like, take it real serious when somebody unfriends you or something like that. Like, it fucking crushes people. People get depressed from reading good news on other people's feeds. That is sadly true i can relate wow. to that look at look at rugs <laughs> rugs is fucking picking it he's calling it i mean everyone has seen that thing where you see a friend of yours and they post like some congratulations they got something huge and you're like oh, fuck, dude, you always be. got that one friend that shits on your good thing in some way yeah yeah everyone's gonna be a downer can't we all just be positive people it's <laughs> it's weird though when like when you get on social media and you see like like people like congratulating themselves on things there there is this like hate on social media that like even like i sometimes like look at other people's shit and i'm like stop fucking bragging like you get mad but then i don't say anything because well, i'm like then i look like an there's asshole there's a formula for this okay anthony you know we'll maybe we'll wrap up after nobody else shows up but um when you're in a relationship and you constantly like post shit about how great your relationship is that's pretty much a surefire sign that your fucking relationship sucks balls <laughs> All right. Yes. Wait. I will fucking go that to say that to the grave. Yeah, I I agree. And even that even applies to like people that like I remember right after college I was like posting all the like look how awesome I am. I was actually like not all that happy working in the real world and not being in college, but I would post like I was having the greatest time ever. So 
a lot of people so you'll, you'll see dude, it, yeah they post like that they're having the best time of their life and they're really not all that happy that uh, and that it's yeah it's changing our society you're right you're it's the same thing like you see like remember in the 50s you'd see a white picket fence and everything was hunky dory and everyone had 2.5 kids everyone's smiling but secretly inside dude that whole generation they were fucking drinking and beating their wives and abusing their kids but it's changing our society like you look at people's vacation photos and you're like, God, it must be nice. They must have had a great time. But you don't realize what you're not seeing. Like, this is going to change us, change the next generation of people dramatically. It's oh, very yeah. strange. Like, I completely control, like, everything that goes on my feet, on all my stuff. So I only put the good picture that where you could see both of my teeth on one side. <laughs> you know, on that side. <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, Anthony Gaffaw. It's good. It's good advice. So, uh, Basil Sandy says she posts extra happy, positive things when she's down, but she lets friends know that she feels like crap. So she's trying to reverse it with positive affirmations. Because if you post happiness, it will come into feeling. I guess I see where you're going. Like, well, they're, they're, that's probably like goes into the theory, like the power of positivity yes. and like Re- positive reaffirmation. Always, yeah, if they always think positive, and you have positive things around you, that eventually it'll change your mood, and you'll be positive. And and there's a lot of uh, thought behind that, and a lot of uh, theories or a lot of stuff that reaffirm that. What about fake it till you make it? That's what people do. Yeah, that's what we're doing. No? That's every show here. That's what we're doing. <laughs> oh, shit. What the fuck? I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Look. All right. What about this? I got one more fucking like shit, like a uh, cliche that okay. goes on on social media. Already? You ever have these guys um, who are in a relationship, but then they post something that's very cryptic that sounds like it's about their relationship, but then you ask them about it, like, oh, this has nothing to do with my relationship. <laughs> like, I hate when people take you for granted. And then they just fucking don't fuck you for three weeks. And they're like, was that? Hey, was that, that no, just saying in general. Was that about me? Was that? Uh, you just had a fuck. Yeah. Uh, Those that, are the worst. Yeah. The, the passive aggressive bullshit on Twitter and like Facebook and social media is the worst. Yeah. The absolute <laughs> worst. It's terrible. That and all the it, fucking baby pictures. Enough with the baby pictures. Well, I don't have babies. I'm worry about that. Well, that's good. Hey, think about this, guys, though. We're going to get to a point where we're going to vote for a president whose entire life. From the moment he was born, as every thought he's had will be online on social media networks. Like you can One follow day. this guy. One day that – like how weird is that going to be? One day this dude's whole life will be in a Twitter stream and Facebook posts and their parents are posting and these things don't go away. Have you guys heard of uh, like Time Hop? Oh, yeah, where they show up things that happened like four years ago. Yeah, no, it's, so it's this app. Also, Facebook's kind of doing it, but it's this app that collects like your Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and will post – Everything you said on that day, it'll show you what you said on that day. So it'll show you what you what you did nine years ago, seven years ago, six years ago, what your thoughts were, what was Holy what posts, what pictures you're dude, you Rich, look back and like just my thoughts five years ago, I'm like, man, I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, all of that shit. But like, yeah, my mindset listen, was so stupid. They're tracking all this shit. All our histories are now being saved and collected. This is a fucking slippery slope right there. Yeah, it's fucking scary, dude. Holy shit. I, I used to tweet about like going to the gym and like being like yeah, I'm getting Ew, big today I was, or I was, Bye, Sandy. <laughs> Ew, I got called out for that, too. When I started CrossFit, I would fucking Facebook post all the time. And my sister's like, enough with the checking in the CrossFit. We get it, you fucking douchebag. And I was like, you yeah. know what? You got a point. I want to strangle anybody who's into Shakeology, just saying. Wait, what's that? Into what? Shakeology. Is that like the study of milkshakes? What is that? Yeah. <laughs> 
you bring the boys to the yard. Oh yeah. <laughs> All the milkshakes. No, um, no. Uh, Shakeology is like this one of these fucking health things. And uh, it's like, they rope you into like, it's like part of beach body. I think that, that, that uh, beach body fitness, like okay. the, uh, okay. the P90X and yeah, all yeah. that other shit. Yeah. And they, once you get like indoctrinated into their thing, you constantly post about your shakeology and your fitness and all that stuff. And it's like you, they, they want you to like motivate other people so that you can suck them into the fucking pyramid. So it's a pyramid. It's just like Amway for fucking weight or fitness. Yeah. Wow. I didn't hear about that. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, dude, I have people. I've just had to fucking disown off, uh, off of all social media for posting shake on fucking shit. All right, okay. that's uh, I have not seen that. I'm fucking banned. Speaking of technology, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then I'm we're about to make a batch of my own. <laughs> oh shit! Like we're all that's left in the room. We're gonna wrap it up right yeah, here, guys. Uh-oh. Thanks for watching the Jock and Nerd podcast live on Blab. If you're watching the replay, visit jockandnerd.com/slash/blab for all our scheduled blabs and all the old replays. And thank you, guys. Yep. Thanks, guys, for listening. All right, good night, dicks. Good night, penises. Bukaki. <laughs> Happy Bukaki to everyone. Happy Bukaki to everyone. <laughs>